Welcome back, everybody. It's your boys. I'm Jake. I'm here with my co-host, Richard. Say what up, Richard. Hey, guys. How's it going? If everything goes as planned, this will have come out one week from when I upgraded the... Upgraded? Uploaded the last episode of the Movie Melding Pop Podcast. So, welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we begin... Go ahead and leave us a rating or review. I haven't said that in a while. You have not. To be fair, we haven't really done a whole lot of episodes in a while, so. Yeah. But we actually have stuff to talk about, so I guess we'll talk about those. Um, there's not really a whole lot of changes coming or anything, so nothing to talk about, you know, quality of life stuff. Not even really a whole lot to catch up on, unless something dramatic happened in your life. No, not really. Just watching a lot of TV? Yeah, pretty much. All right, bro, you better have a lot to talk about then. I have a good amount. It depends on how many spoilers people want. Same. I watched three movies this last week. A.K.A. since we last recorded. I'll let you know. And then we got two shows that we already know what they are and what we like what we're gonna talk about. So Um real quick, I just wanted to say this. I FaceTimed you last night. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna show you something. So mm-hmm. I recently switched our podcast hosting platform to Anchor, which is free. Um and for free, they also give you better um, analytics. Hmm. Did you know that we have people Uh-oh. listening to us in Germany? Really? Really? Yeah. And so hmm. I'm wondering, I know there are some people who like Germany that we both know. I don't know if they're there right now. Is it them? I couldn't tell you. I didn't know they were in Germany. I don't I don't know if they are or not. I'm asking you. <laughs> You're the one who should know. Who are these two people that we know? Is it the um, a married couple we went to college with? Yeah. To my knowledge they are not. Yeah. So I don't know who's listening to us in Germany, but thank you. We also have an Australian some some Australians oh, wow. from Victoria. Victoria, I. That's my. Well, they're not gonna listen now. Cro- crikey! <laughs> Watch out for the Crocs, mate. That's my. That's my Australian. It's my attempt at an Australian accent, anyway. I think it could be worse. I think it could be worse. Yeah. I don't think it was that bad, actually. But I don't so, know. So, in one of the movies we're gonna talk about, um, Eric Bana. Is actually Australian. He plays an Australian in this movie, and I thought that was a really bad fake Australian accent until I heard found out that Eric Bana was Australian. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I guess. <laughs> I guess it's pretty good. I guess. <laughs> I guess it's pretty natural. But like I was literally like, this is this is like Audrey Hepburn Cockney levels of bad. I don't know if you you get that reference, but... Not exactly. 
from I think it's My Fair Lady. Oh, is it My Fair Lady? Anyway, she, I'm not seeing that. She's a lady who has to learn how to become proper and civilized, so that a doctor can win a bet. Anyway, oh, well, seems a little selfish of the doctor. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. Most of our listeners, you know, from America, but we do have some overseas people, and so an anchor is only kept tabs on people who have listened to our podcast um, since I changed it to Anchor. So this has been relatively oh. recent, last few months. Someone's checked it out from across the pond and across the other larger pond. <laughs> so. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that, hey, bro, we're making waves out here. We're getting international yeah. notoriety. Look at us, man. Who would have guessed? I know. Also, <laughs> I don't I don't want to freak you out. Uh-oh. Can you believe August 30th will be two years of the Movie Melting Pot podcast? I can believe that. You can? Because it'll be two years. Yeah, it'll be two years in September since I started working at the church which did not happen too long after you and me were bored during COVID and said we should create a podcast. Hmm. That was more me that did that. I'm just going to throw that out there, but that was a hundred percent more you. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. You're, you're literally sitting there in your office and I would literally come in like every day. I'm like, bro, I want to start a podcast. You want to do it with me? And you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> I was like, nice! And then I'd just come back every day and I'd like talk to you more about it. And your every response was, hmm, yeah, cool, sure. Yeah, pretty much. I was so, working, technically. Yeah. I was supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For I know what you were doing in that office. But I'm just going to throw it out there that actually you did help me come up with the name. I think we did both work on the name. I do remember that. I remember you were looking at... You were looking for synonyms for a word. I don't remember what it was, but one of the synonyms we both liked was melting pot. Smorgasbord, maybe? I don't... I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I do remember that. That I was looking for a synonym of a word, but I don't remember what the original word was. Yeah, but we came, we found melting pot and we were like, yes. Or I was like, yes, and you were like, eh, I don't know. But then we both realized we couldn't find anything better, so. Yeah. We have a lot of those kinds of stories. Yeah. I feel like, like, eh, well, I guess we're not going to find anything else better. Let's go with it. Anyway, enough with the the background. Almost two years in. Around this time, two years ago, Richard, I walked into your office and said, bro, let's start a podcast. Anyway, uh, we got two shows today we're going to talk about. Part two of Stranger Things. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into what I think is coming in season five. I don't know if you even care, because I don't really care. But and then Really? Yeah, just wait and I mean I, I really I really like I guess that's fair. I just gonna wait too. and let it happen, you know. 
I guess it's fair. We really don't have much of a choice but to do that, so, you know. But then... I... We also have... Okay, I had to think about for a second about what the other thing was. We have episode six of Obi-Wan. Yikes. Um, And then... My three movies. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I watched Chip and Dale. Great movie. Yeah. That's why I said Eric Eric Bana. He played Monty in the movie. Oh, he did. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that that was him. Yeah, so he's actually Australian. And I'm over here like, this dude's fake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I also watched The Northman. Like, I, I swore. That's right, everybody. I said I was going to watch a bunch of stuff. I swore, and I did. One other movie, and you maybe you've seen this one. It is it is more right up your alley. So I don't know if you made the, uh, the effort to go see this one. I watched Top Gun Maverick. I did. Yeah, I, I was like, movie. I was like, yeah, this is right. This is a movie Richard would enjoy. Heck yeah, man. Did you enjoy it? I kept seeing it? it on TikTok and I had to like, I was like, man, I need to see it. Oh gosh, I almost I forgot. Um, the one other show, I watched all of Demon Slayer, so. Nice. So we can talk that a bit about important. that. That is important. Yeah, I did see Top Gun, Maverick. I thought it was, uh, well, we'll talk about it when we get yeah. to that part. I saw... One movie that you have not listed. I saw the new Thor movie. Oh, that's so, right. It did come on. Is that what kept you out late yesterday? No. No, I watched I thought it, it on came Thursday. Out, oh, Thursday. That's right. Well, I thought so it came it out, come yesterday, out yesterday. But you went and saw it. Thursday. It came out yesterday, but you know how like select theaters have it on? Yeah. Like they have like a nighttime premiere the day before. Okay, so, so just right, right now, tell me, you no spoilers, just, is this a movie I should go see in theaters or not? Oh, man, that's such a hard question to answer. Um, it depends. Oh my god, bro, so it's a here, yes or no question! So here is what you need to know, and you can make a decision about it. On your own. Uh, They went kind of above and beyond the humor found in Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. So it's like the whole thing kind of like a farcical. Oh, yeah. I think Taika Waititi was on crack when he made this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think he's on crack all the time, but I, I think he's hilarious on crack. There were some things going on where I was like, what? Imagine, um, like, the Lego movie or, like, the Lego Batman movie. I've only seen the Lego movies. But, yeah. So, imagine the Lego movie meets Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Are you talking, like, just massive amount of movement and color and ridiculous jokes and cameos yes. and yes absolutely yes 
Yes, 100% yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm, okay. But, so, Cinemark. I thought it was good, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, so the question is, would you recommend seeing it in theaters? If you want to go see a good comedy movie, yes. If you want to go see a really good Marvel movie, probably not. Okay. I'll wait for Disney Plus. Yeah. But so Cinemark has this movie pass thing. Subscription service, you get like X amount of, you know, free tickets a month plus yeah, discounts on concessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. My mom restarted that. Like she canceled it during the pandemic cuz you know, no movies, I'm not going to pay right. subscription service I'm not going to be able to use. She got she restarted it for Top Gun and Thor. And now like so they're planning on going to see Thor sometime and it's like am is that something I'm going to want to go see and like spend the money cuz I just spent the money on Top Gun. I spent the 11.50 on a bottle of water and small bag of Twizzlers, you know, like I am I going to do that again for Thor? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't know. Or go to a matinee showing. And don't get snacks. Yeah, Eat so lunch we went. Go. We went to a nine thirty showing of Top Gun. A night. A m. Oh dang. Golly. So this was Wednesday. This is now Saturday. Bro, two dozen people in the theater <laughs> at nine thirty on a Wednesday Seriously? to see Top Gun. Golly. Yeah, bro. Like, you couldn't get was two thousand. Like when it first came out. No, this was Wednesday. Wow, dang. This was what th- three days ago. Yeah, when I went to go see it, there was like virtually nobody there. You went to Rolla, the one in. I went to the one in Jefferson City. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting. Does Rolla have one or not? I. You keep telling me, and I can never remember. But you just wanted to go to Jeff City because it's better? Uh, no. I went to Jeff City. Uh, really, I kind of saw it on a whim. Uh, I went to go see my girlfriend and her family, and I was like, hey, we haven't done, like, a date in a while. You want to go see a movie? <laughs> and she was like, uh, sure. She was like, what's even playing? I don't, like, and I was like, there's Top Gun. And she was like, okay, that looked pretty good. So I went to go see it. Did you, like, at least go out to eat or something, too? No. Wow. Yeah, dude, I'm cheap. Bro, you just took your date on a date, and you, like, barely freaking talked to her because you watched a movie the whole time. Yeah. We talked plenty that day. (laughs) Over text? No, I was physically there. I went to go see her and her family. But you said you hadn't gone on a date, so you tell me Yeah. You were we kind of on, on a like date. A, yeah. We hadn't been on like a date date. Okay. It was always just kind of like we just hang out like at her house with her family pretty much so every single you, time. 
Did you see any other movies, though? Mm. Now that we're talking about it. No, not really. I've been pretty dedicated to finishing shows for this podcast. And then I saw a couple, there's just a couple of movies kind of drizzled in in the past couple weeks that I've seen. Sorry, I'm just, I'm distracted because Hannah is in Columbus right now. She took Isaiah mm-hmm. to like the zoo slash aquarium. Right. She sent me a video of him um, at the sting, touching stingray tank. Nice. It's adorable. Did he freak out? Oh, oh yeah. They like swim past. But then they're like three feet past him by the time his reflexes kick in. So he like reaches into the water to try and grab him. <laughs> and he's like, and he like is sad. He looks up at Hannah like sad. Like, why can't I touch them? Because <laughs> like, you're stupid. You should tell your. How old is he? Two? Almost? Now he's like a two and a quarter or one and a quarter. He okay. turned one in April. Really? Yeah. Golly. Time has both been flying, but also not flying. Yeah, for me, it's been flying. I bet. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's actually start talking about some movies. Let's just start okay. with the stuff that shouldn't take so long, because we've already talked about it last week. That'd be Stranger Things and Obi-Wan. Okay. Um, and we don't really need to spend that much time on like maybe Chippendale either, but yeah, I already talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so Stranger Things Part Two came out. You actually watched the whole show since I did last we spoke. Yeah, I had um, to watch all of season four. Yeah. Did you like it? So here's the interesting thing: I've not been a huge Stranger Things fan. I've not really like loved the show, you know. But you've like, you've liked it enough to watch up to been, this point. Yeah, yeah, it's been good but, enough to watch like a season at a time. But I've never been like, oh, I'm so excited for like the new season to come out, like blah blah blah. Season four changed that for me. Where now I'm like, dude, I can't wait to see like what happens for like from here. Wow. So, yeah, I actually really enjoyed season four. What a change. I know. So, see, episode one is, like, pretty creepy. That ending scene where Eddie sees Chrissy get freaking murked. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, kind of gory. Not a whole lot of blood, but you see bones snapping. And it's not very good CGI there. Um, yeah. But what are you going to do? Because they got like three slash almost four of those. And that's hard to do. And they don't have like a huge budget. And they spent it all on Demogorgons. So. Yeah. And convincing the cast to keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> wow, bro. They all make bank. Dude, have you seen? Yeah, but have you seen their pay scale? I think you, t- I <laughs> like think where you told they were me. At- Yeah, like where they were at season one as opposed to like now. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. Season one was so low budget. Not so, but 
and now they're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars an episode if not more but and then it kind of kind of slows down there's some a lot of like building to the last episode um and things are always happening things are always interesting i thought but like that last episode paid off the whole season bro and it was so like i i was i mean i would hope so because it was two and a half hours yeah and it but it's like that could have been bad you know like there are shows that just end bad poorly yeah but like i literally i've gone back and listened to master of puppets and just imagine i was just about to ask i like because i don't even listen about that part i don't even like they're not that really important to me no like because i don't listen to the like kind of that heavy metal thrash 80s thrash kind of but that's like style that's like the start that's like the start of but all the music that, that you love that wasn't my start i actually started in like emo oh wow so like i remember that's new to me i remember going around i was a paper boy and i had a discman and i would steal my sister's maggie who we've had on the podcast she had CDs for Chiodos and um, Alisana. And mm. I'll go around listening to Alisana and Chiodos, which you've never heard of, but I actually still really like those CDs. Um, where Myth Fades to Legend, and you got. Uh, crap, what was that? It was the. Like, Chiodos' first album. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. But it good albums, really good albums. Um, and I started there, and then I actually got into like Christian metalcore, so like Devil Wears Prada, um, Haste the Day, August Burns Red, and then from there I kind of got into. You ever listen to Under Oath? I wasn't a huge fan of Under Oath, but yeah, I've like listened to them back in the day. They're freaking heathens now. Yeah, um, most of them are now. Yeah. They definitely wear some atheist fedoras, or at least agnostic fedoras. (laughs) What does that mean? You know, like, smart people wear fedoras. You know, if you're wearing a fedora, it means you're smart. Mm. Um, And then... Oh, gosh. I like how we're talking about Stranger Things, and now I'm talking about how I got into metal music. So I started getting to, like, regular metalcore then though so i would like listen to asking alexandria um a lot oh gosh uh like miss may i they were they were big metalcore as i lay dying which were christian and weren't not really metallica and then i kind of got more into like a bit of deathcore then i found periphery and periphery changed my life forever Mm-hmm. yeah but never never into, like, thrash. See, I'm not as big of a metal fan as you are. But I like Metallica. It's not even like I okay, dislike correction. them. But I like just... two songs from Metallica. <laughs> Let me guess. Enter Sandman. Okay, I like three songs from Metallica. <laughs> um, nothing Else Matters. No. Um... 
I like Master of Puppets, Enter Sandman, and One. You like One? Hmm, interesting. I do. It all started with Guitar Hero, man. Honestly, like I think my favorite Metallica song, and I can't say this for sure because I haven't heard all their songs. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but the washer is going off and it plays a really long... Can you hear that? I can. Okay. <laughs> it plays like the longest freaking song in the world to let you know that it's... Dude, it's still gone. Yeah, no, I know. I can hear it. Is it a Samsung? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we lived with Hannah's parents when we moved back um, for several months. Mm-hmm. And there's, they have a Samsung, and there's played a song. It was like a third of the length. I don't know why ours is so long. Anyway, back to metal, then back to Stranger Things. <laughs> right. I think my favorite Metallica song is actually like For Whom the Bell Tolls, or like, uh, mm. oh gosh, is it For Whom the Bell Tolls? I think it is, regardless. Um, but it's like I've gone back and listened to Master of Puppets, and I've just envisioned Eddie on top of that camper. With all of the, like, the freaking gear on the bats top. bats coming towards him. The oh. bats coming towards him. And it is such a, like, a like a thematically perfect song. Talking about, like, these bats um, who are part of, like, this... Uh, hive mind thing. Hive mind thing being puppeted by their master. And you, like, listen yeah. to the lyrics, and it's like, yeah, dude, this song is, like, perfect for... yeah. There's only one thing I would have had him do different. What? He should have grabbed one of them and bit the head off. Because he, he talks about Ozzy Osbourne doing it. He That's... should have done that. For some reason, I was thinking like something like that happened. But maybe not. No. Okay. But, it, so... Then now back to finally to all Stranger Things. So, uh, I think it really tied up some loose ends. Um, I think it really explored some characters some more. So a lot more of like L, a lot more of Mike and Will. Um, uh, maybe a bit of like Jonathan and Nancy. Um, you get, you delve into their relationship and where they're at. Um, yeah, a sinkhole. But then you get a lot of, uh, like Max, what Max has been going through. You see Dustin and, not Dustin, um, Lucas and what he is dealing with, trying to be popular, but also trying to like keep his friends and be like a dork. So it's like so much character stuff going on. Yeah. And in the background, they're preparing to fight this evil. Um, which I did, yeah. I mentioned in the last podcast, because I went back and listened to it after I had posted it, that like at the end, Vecna, a.k.a. Harry, a.k.a. What else do they call him? One. One. So... He, he turn, turns out that, like, this dude, who I actually thought was, like, super creepy at the beginning of the show. I was like, this dude is messed up. 
Then towards the end, I'm like, you know what? This dude isn't half bad. I bet his looks were just a red herring. You know, like, because you know, they, they want him to be like a tragic character or something. Then he turns out to be a freaking psychopath, sociopath, whatever. Out here torturing bunnies and like letting spiders bite him and what whatever the heck he was doing. He didn't let spiders bite him. He let them crawl on him. Same thing, bro. You get that close to a spider, it's going to bite. But it's like, I did not see that coming until like the very last second when they're like in that hallway and all the guards are around him. And he's like, get behind me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude is freaking one because they keep talking about one and this dude is him, I bet. And then he like goes like this and like all their necks freaking snap. Yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. That was so... Wow. Yeah. I've seen season four twice. You watch it twice? Yeah. Did you have to watch it with Janny or... Yeah. Not Janny. <laughs> but, yes, I watched it with my girlfriend a second time. And it was interesting to, like see the wheels turn in her head as she's like starting to piece this stuff together. Mm-hmm. And the last episode was really crazy to like, <laughs> I was on a phone call right around the time that everything was like going down, like the final battle. And, uh, like right when, like right when Eddie is like being attacked, right when Max is like, you know, mangled <laughs> mm-hmm. I was out in the hall listening to or uh, on a phone call and I hear wait no 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 <laughs> and I was like well I'm guessing that scene just happened <laughs> Yeah, bro. but it was there was some pretty crazy stuff that happened but definitely like I was saying best directed I think um best looking like i think they did a great job of really setting you in siberia or setting you out in california in the 80s the best looking upside down of like how dark but like also kind of like a navy blue it all is with like these red flashes of lightning yeah it is all so beautiful to look at um best edited you know i they kept the pacing up you followed all of the groups equally they all had important things that they were doing but you didn't feel like you were you know too long with these people or too long with these people and so Mm -hmm. also credit to the script writers there i suppose which i'm assuming duffer brothers i don't know exactly know who writes it but So, like, all of these things kind of, like, pile up to, like, make you say, wow, this is, like, a really good television show. And if they ha- were able to, like, cut out all of, like, the stuff um, that, like, references previous seasons, I think that this would even stand on its own as, like, a great season of a show. 
Mm-hmm. It just is amplified because you actually watched the previous three seasons and you like the previous three seasons. Yeah. But what was what would, what would you say is like your favorite part of the season then? Like I'd have to say mine is probably Eddie on the camper playing that song. Mm-hmm. I think it is too, honestly. Yeah. Either that or um mm. I think that's my favorite like hardcore kind of point, like the cool part. I think to me the most heartfelt point is Dustin explaining to Eddie's grand uh to Eddie's uncle at the end. Yeah. Like My it's a pretty heartbreaking that. scene where like Eddie's gr- or uh, I don't want, I don't know why I keep saying grandpa or wanting to say grandpa. Uh but Eddie's uncle goes up to like the missing persons board with a new flyer in his hand because painted like a the old flyer or something. and put like devil horns and like a pitchfork and stuff in his hand and so he has to like swap it out and Dustin goes up to like tell him like I was with your I was with Eddie like when the earthquake hit and like he's a hero and he he died to save the the um like the town that hated him and like how he wished that people had actually gotten to know Eddie because they would see like who he truly is and to me it's like really heartbreaking because like we got like as the viewers we got to experience exactly like what Dustin's talking about. Yeah. Like about who Eddie really is and like the quirkiness and like the compassionate part and like that kind of stuff. So I think that was probably like my, my favorite heartfelt moment, but I think my favorite, like kind of cool actiony moment would probably be Eddie on the, on the, the camper. I liked Eddie's character. If you can't tell, <laughs> I would say so my favorite cool emotional moment may have been for a season. Sorry, what, what did you say? Sorry, repeat that. I was talking over you. I uh, just said so. It's cool that he was only in it for a season. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. They can't kill off any of the main characters. They gotta bring in Billy and yep. Bob and Dustin. Yep. Uh, I would say just on the back of that, my favorite maybe sentimental part is after Max falls back down to the ground and Lucas is rushing over there to like hold on to this mangled Max and he's like screaming for like Erica to go call an ambulance and uh Jason is over there on the floor bro what comeuppance for Jason bro like did you, did you see I'm sure dude. you saw what happened when the portal opens, he just gets freaking ripped in half and evaporated. Like, yeah, Give you kind of deserve it. Kind of did. What a douchebag! But, bro. So I'm not advocating for this, but I am officially starting a petition to change Max's name. To mangled Max. Oh gosh! 
Right. I swear, if as you saw that on Facebook that, or something, because I'm attributing this to you, because that's a good idea. But <laughs> we should get it started somehow. Then we could become popular, and then we can let people know about our podcast. How we came up with that, right here. This is the birthplace of it. Yeah, bro. You you can start like a GoFundMe. Just say like, petition to change. Uh, Max, whatever her last name is, to, and then you like having quotes like mangled Max, <laughs> and then like her last name, like a nice, nice that's a little nickname. It's like Dude, a title. I'm just gonna throw this out there though, the Nancy, and this is like my least favorite part of the season. Just annoyed. Yeah. You know, you know, what I'm about to say. With all the stuff with her and Steve and then her and Jonathan. No. The weird little tr- love triangle. No. All of this oh. could have ended. She had a sawed off. And could have blown Vecna's head off. But instead she stands 20 feet back and is taking these pop shots. She takes, she takes like four shots. And they just kind of like riddle his body a little bit. Go up to him. Blow his brains out. Into his out. head. Yeah. That's what a sawed off is for. It is for close range combat. Dude, they made such a point of her sitting there. Cutting off the barrel of this shotgun. For her to not know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe they didn't like pelt this dude. They're just sitting there choking. They throw two Molotovs, and that doesn't stop him. He's still coming towards them. She takes four sawed-off shots. That doesn't really stop him until the, la- like, the last one kind of, I don't know, blows him out a window or something. Or he, like, escapes out a window. I don't even remember how it happened. All I remember is that dude's still alive. Blow his brains out. Oh, my God. It was, it was so annoying. Yeah, that part was a little annoying. Because she makes the whole point like, well, at least I know I won't miss, proceeds to miss. <laughs> Mostly miss. <laughs> Mostly miss. All right. So everyone go watch Stranger Things Season 4 if you haven't already. Or if you haven't even watched Stranger Things, watch Stranger Things. It's good. Um, I'll say Season 1, good. Season 2, yeah, yeah, all right. Season three was pretty good. Yeah, I really liked season three. Very, I think season season three was ahead. like a necessary stepping stone of like production quality to lead you to season yeah. four. I would agree. I think season three was a pretty solid. I thought it was pretty good, but season four I think is pretty great. Yeah, I th- it will go down as. Like, if they land season five, especially, Stranger Things will end, you know, its run as one of, like, the greatest shows, maybe, of all time. Or up up there, you know? And it's weird, because, like, I remember watching it the day it came out. I came home. I was still living with my parents. It was, like, in 2017 or whatever. I was watching it with my parents, and... My mom was like halfway through episode one. I was like, what the heck is this? She's like, it's this new show on Netflix. Bro, we binged it that day. And then the next day, I was like, Hannah, 
you got to watch this show. So Hannah came over and like the next day we rewatched it all. And it's like not even like that great. It was good. But like, it's so weird that that show is now like this. Yeah. It's come a long way. To me, it reminds me of Cobra Kai. How like, far it's come? Yeah. Because, like, Cobra Kai started out as, like, a YouTube Red original. Yeah. Which says a lot because it was, like, when YouTube Red, like, first came out. It was, like, borderline a fan, like, a fan-made thing. Yeah. And now, to see where it's at, where it's got, like, Netflix behind it, and, like, it's got, like, a better budget, and I'm like, Dang, like this is actually pretty good. Anyway, on to things that are pretty good. Um, Obi One. <laughs> oh good. boy. Obi One, not good. Um, I was not thrilled with Obi One. So it was one of those shows where the more I thought about it, the more I didn't like it, and I was only trying to think about it because I was like. Did I like that or did I think that was dumb? And I ended on, I think it was dumb. Mostly because of Reva. Like, Vader stabs her again and leaves her there to die because there's no other way to get off that planet. And the next time you see her, she's pretty she's pretty much back to normal and off the planet. And yeah. there's no... Like, why did my man Qui-Gon Jinn have to die for being stabbed when... Reva's out here just like surviving it like nothing happened. Yeah, bro, like twice. This chick's out And the Inquisitor. And the Inquisitor. Which I was confused when he died, quote unquote, because like I had mentioned, he is a character in Rebels. And it's like, bro, how the frick they gonna kill this guy before Rebels happens? But obviously he's back to life. But people are just out here, like, surviving lightsaber stab wounds now. Yeah. And I'm like, since when? That was, like, a death sentence back in the day. Back in my day, one did not survive a lightsaber stabbing. Now it's just common. Like, okay. That and... I don't know. I think it just wasn't very well put together. I would agree. Reason like the people's reasonings and character desires, whatnot, were not as fleshed out. Characters weren't as fleshed out. So you like Tal- Tala or whatever her name is, not a good character. She should have stayed alive because then maybe in another season of Obi Wan or whatever. Her yeah, because I think they're hoping to do another season. But it's like, of course, it's mostly because you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen, you know, are like washed-up actors for the most part who don't really have any roles. And that, <laughs> and that was a good thing. Is like Hayden Christensen. I think he deserved to be in this show, and I think he was good enough in the show. I think he, you know, he portrayed his younger Anakin self as best as he could 20 years later, you know? Yeah. 
You could and tell he was kind really of old. Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell they were CGIing his face quite a bit. And even then, it wasn't enough. Like, somehow he still had a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I just... I wasn't crazy about the whole show. Yeah. Dude, I died laughing, though, when he meets Luke, and he goes, Hello there! <laughs> yeah. I died laughing, bro. I thought that was so funny. And then right afterwards, it was like a... <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Uh, and then the Qui-Gon Jinn, like, cameo thing. Which I didn't hate, because at least they kind of set it up through the show that he's, like, trying to reach out in the Force to Qui-Gon. Yeah. But, and so there's actually... Season six of Clone Wars has a really nice um, thing where Yoda is going about and he has to go through this training to be able to become a force ghost um, and become like one with the force. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly how canon that is anymore. I don't think it is, but it's like still an interesting idea for what season two of Obi-Wan could be. Of, like, him going through this training with Qui-Gon. That could be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, just don't could know, be man. dead by then, but... If they do a season two of Obi-Wan, I, I'll probably watch it, but it's going to be pretty reluctant. Okay, I think that's all there is to say about Obi-Wan. Not good. Watch Stranger Things instead. Um, we yeah. we talked a lot more about... Oh, you know what? You We didn't talk about, really, Episode 5 last week because you hadn't watched it yet. So, real quick, I thought that episode was good. And if they had made the whole show like that, where it was Darth Vader chasing Obi-Wan, and he's learning, he's like kind of repeating these lessons... After each yeah. episode like that. I think that would have been a lot better. Yeah. And like that would have been like even if make it serialized or, you know, make this one story where Obi like Darth Vader's on the chase. But instead they gotta throw a black woman in it because diversity and it's like No, it's not I had no problem with you know you doing that as long as there's like a reason she's there there was no reason like you could have kept this between two characters we already know and like and would have made a lot of money for you they just can't help themselves um yeah i was that is what made me upset the most is that they set the entire thing up um to be like a continuation of Obi-Wan and Anakin, and it's really not. Like, Darth Vader is not the main antagonist, Yeah, I would say. Or at least he might... He's technically the main antagonist, but only by name alone, not by plot of the show. Yeah. He's sort of the main antagonist, like... um what am I trying to say? Like Sauron 
He's like the main antagonist yes. of Lord of the Rings. And it's like, yeah, he's always there, this creeping threat. But the main antagonists are like the orcs or, you know, the Nazgul. It's not, yeah. it's not the Sauron until like the very end, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it was well written as a show. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to some of the movies we've both seen together. Chippendale. I was kind of, I, I enjoyed it. I was kind of disappointed because there were a lot of jokes you told me about that I was expecting to like be bigger things. Like you talked about like Dobby and a Gucci ad, but it's like yeah. a blurry picture of Dobby, like in the background of like one shot for like three seconds. I was expecting like these bigger gags, which I actually ended up kind of liking because the whole comedy of it, you could tell there were like two different ways they went with the comedy. And that is like one John Mulaney and Andy Samberg kind of riffing mm -hmm. and just having a good time. And two, when they followed the script and the script was actually pretty reserved. Decent. Oh. I mean, it was a decent script, too. But I'm talking, like, the humor in it was very subtle. I, like, there was, like, it didn't jump out at your face. It was the kind of humor where they would, like, tell a joke. And then it took it would take you a couple seconds for you to realize, oh, that was funny. And then you kind of, puts a smile on your face. It wasn't, like, yeah. laugh out loud, obnoxious gags and all that stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was nice... Simple humor. Um, yeah, it, which it was, I appreciate, though. And, like, I think a good example might have been Seth Rogen as Bob. Yeah. And, like, there's that part where he, like, is on the ground and all of his former characters get on him. Like, what's his name, Bob? The... Yeah, the, the dwarf, I think. Because the... The blue that group blue Bob from Monsters vs. Aliens is also named Bob. Mm -hmm. You have like a, like a couple of his other characters that he's played Timon, or no Pumbaa. Yeah, Pumbaa. Pumbaa is there, and it's all it's all just like like subtle kind of stuff that puts a smile on your face. Like ah, that's also those are all Seth Rogen characters. Yeah, but. Yeah, and I like the cameo of like the washed up actors. I did like that. Yeah, like Ugly the Sonic, Sonic with teeth. Ugly yeah, Sonic. Ugly bro. Sonic. Every single time he's talking, it like tunnel visions into like his teeth. I'm like, yeah, bro, we get it. <laughs> I just had a, I think that's pretty funny. And, like, how freaking unlikable he is. <laughs> He's such an yeah. unlikable dude. Just even as, like, a character. Not even as, like, just looking at him. And then it yeah. turns out he actually does have connections with the FBI. <laughs> I was like, bro, like, come on. Um, All the bootlegged characters were hilarious. Like, when they open up the shipping container and they all funnel out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought the humor was pretty clever. Talking about how 
people are being the characters are being kidnapped and forced to undergo a surgery and then they're having to uh and then they're being sent to China to make bootleg movies. Yeah. You actually like see I thought the, it was pretty funny. See the like the bootleg factory like the where they're filming all the yeah. stuff and they have like Pooge and the yeah. <laughs> Pooge the honey bear or something like that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So, there, yeah, there's there's good stuff. A little bit of heartwarming. It's very meta, too. Like, the humor is very meta. Self-referential. You know, referencing back to their old show and their old episodes. And, you know, the time, you know, all the fun times they had together. and Yeah. Like, they're walking away at the end. And they're talking like, oh, man, you know, we don't want to have... You know, this famous hip-hop star come out and do, like, the modern version of our song. We want the old song. And then, like, I had to look it up because I didn't know who did the song. It's Post Malone. So I had to look at, like, Post Malone's song, like, starts playing while they're saying this stuff. It's very meta like that. I enjoy meta humor. Um, Is that all you want to say about Chip and Dale? Or... (laughs) Good. Yeah, it's just it's been a while since I last saw it, so it's hard for me to like remember all of the stuff that happens. There were just a couple of things that like really stuck out to me, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. It's definitely like a, it's a nice, light-hearted movie. Yeah, that can be pretty easily enjoyed. Kid-friendly too. Yeah, which I appreciate. I watched it. Yeah. with Isaiah. Especially and by with nowadays. Isaiah, I mean I was giving him a bottle, and I was watching it. And then as soon as he was done, he went and played. So I, I watched it with Isaiah, technically. Yeah. He was there. He is, you know, one and a quarter is what you said, so. Um, okay, then we can talk. Ab- I'll talk about The Northman really quick, because I know you're not going to watch it, okay. so I'm going to give some spoilers Probably for not. it. Um, the Northman. You know I was, like, really excited for this. I love Robert Eggers. The Witch was really mm-hmm. good. Lighthouse was really, 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 really good. Um, was this movie a letdown? It was a letdown. Um, Dang. Mostly, and my biggest problem was, this needed, like, a trilogy. Or even four movies. Because there are... There is a lot of familial bonds, um, a lot of, you know, kind of pagan witchcraft lore, um, a lot of um, feelings and desires. And a really big theme of this movie is like fate. Um, And I'm not really sure how they define fate. I don't like maybe agree with the way that they like kind of defined and ran with fate here. I don't know. I need to think about it some more there, but there's like so much hatred and angst in the main character that needed built. There's a big twist. Mm. So I'll just spoil the big twist. Uh, the main character, um, his name's Amleth. Um, his dad is killed by his, his dad is a king, 
slash lord or whatever of you know his little tribe um his uncle he's like really close with his dad loves his dad loves his mom his uncle kills his dad and takes his mom as like his bride um and so he his like thing is like okay i'm gonna avenge my dad and kill my uncle and rescue my mom from him Later, at the very end, he finds out that his mom wanted his uncle to kill his dad. So, it's like his uncle's brother. Because she hated him and wanted to be with her, you know, his uncle. So, Loki, it's kind of like Hamlet. Yeah, so actually, the this movie was based on the story of Amleth. Because I actually looked this up on Google, on on Wikipedia. Amleth is an actual, um, like, Nordic tale. And Hamlet was based off the story of Amleth. Well, that would be why. Yeah. So, um, then he ends up killing everybody and dies in the process. And he has a wife... And has two kids. And his big thing is like, you know, it's his fate that he has to kill his uncle. You know, because the fates have put him on this thread. Um, so he must do it now. Um, and it's like all of this stuff about like how he needs to follow his fate. His relationship with his father and his mother. Like he, you see his dad... And his dad's like a normal guy who loves his son. Um, and, you know, he, you see his wife getting kidnapped and she's like screaming. But then you at, at the end, he's like, oh, Mom, I heard you screaming. You didn't want this. And she's like, no, I was laughing. And it's like, okay, no, but I watched the beginning of the movie. She wasn't laughing. Like, oh, like she was screaming. <laughs> and so it's like. No, like you need to either go back and reconceptualize that or like do something else. Like make it make it longer and make us really focus in on that moment other than just the one time you see it at the beginning of the movie. Mm. And so it's like they needed more time. Um Yeah. It, so I feel like first, that's a big issue. Beautiful movie. Gorgeous movie. Um just to look at. Um It is gory. Could have been even more gory for my taste to be honest. Though it's hard to you can't actually slice somebody's head off and do a close up and show the blood squirting out. So it's like yeah. That's hard to do, but, um, a lot of Jesus imagery, a lot of pagan imagery that I appreciated, um, I think very accurate lore, um, they do speak in old runic, um, not the whole movie, obviously, but at times, which I really appreciate. Um, 
they don't insult your intelligence, so they just do stuff that are, you know, culturally appropriate to that time. And they don't expect to, like, sit down as tell you from an outsider and be like, oh, this is why this is happening. Like, there's a scene where, like, the his un- like his uncle's son dies. Like, he kills his uncle's son. And they have, like, a funeral for him. And they, like, kill a maiden for him. Like a she, mm-hmm. like a maiden sacrifices so They don't tell you like, oh, you know, this was to send her into the afterlife. You know, no mention of the afterlife. They just do it, and it's like, see, that's good writing. Is you just do it? You show that there's stuff happening, and that they understand it. You don't have to understand it because you're smart enough to look and say, oh, you know what? That's probably a wife for him in the afterlife or something. So many people don't do that crap. They just write it in there that someone says it. Like, oh my gosh. So, like, I love that part about it. I love Robert Eggers for that. Is He just does stuff. But. If they, if they had just made this a trilogy. Yeah. And really focused in on Amleth. And the things, like, he last you see him, they, like, his parents are talking about you know how you know kind of weak and he is and he's not ready to become king because it looked like the king might have been about to die because he got injured in the last thing and if he couldn't stop the bleeding from this wound or if he got infected or something yeah he's gonna die and he would be king amleth would be king so they literally cut from there him like on a boat going out to sea Next time you see him, he's a berserker. <clears throat> and he's like filled with all this rage and it's his life's goal, it's his fate to go and kill his uncle. It's like, bro, like what just happened in the 20 years that I just missed? Yeah. And like what, like how, why does he believe this is his fate? You know, why is he, how does he know where all of these things are? Because, like, he goes to, like, this he, like, someone mentions a he-witch. And he just knows where a he-witch is. And the he-witch is like, you need to go get this sword from, you know, the mound. And he just knows where the mound is. And it's just this mound of dirt, and underneath is, like, this old Viking burial, ship burial. They, like, buried a ship. Hmm. So it's like, how does he know what this sword is and where to get it? Where's the mound? Because this is in Iceland. Dude is from, like, Sweden. And he knows where the mound is in Iceland? It, it, it just makes no sense. And it's like, you need to build up why I should believe that this guy understands this crap. Yeah. Like, either you see, you see, like, show him, like, researching, you know, you, all the different sorcerers or, you know, him asking, you know, like, where can I go? They're like, you go around the mountain and there's a he- cave with the he witch. No, they just say, go to the he witch. And he just goes and sees and knows. They, yeah, they needed more time to build up characters like that. So, 
Gosh, that makes it was sense. it was it was just frustrating because at the end of the day, it's a good it's a good movie. I mean, it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It was well made. They just needed more of it. But then again, yeah, it just needed to be flushed out. This that's a lot of money. This apparently they had a budget of like sixty five thousand, and there was like a production at like estimate, final estimate of like maybe up to seventy million. I said thousand. I just realized. And it's like I was like, yeah, really seven like sixty five million. So it went over a budget, and then you're didn't make its money back in theaters, and so it's like, okay, it's a hard sell to like get people to invest in three of these mugs, and it's not a movie for everybody, you know. It's a movie for me. It's not a movie for you. I know that for sure. And. Yeah. So it's like you, but if you're gonna make this movie, you gotta either make it more condensed, like a more simple story, you know. So don't pick this one, or go all out. Or you gotta go all out, and you gotta make the three movies, and you gotta finance them. So, yeah. Dang, that's unfortunate. I'd still tell some people to go watch it. I'm not going to tell you to go watch it, though. I'm not going to tell, like, anyone in my family to go watch it. But. Oh, real quick. And then we can kind of talk talk about Demon Slayer, because I just remembered this. I mentioned Demon Slayer. I watched the first episode of, and it's actually Thermi Romai Novi. Yeah. I won't be finishing it. <laughs> I did not really like it. Aw, come on. Like, I so thought... good, dude. I finished it. I thought it was going to be, like, humorous at times. And that first episode was boring. You had to keep going. Boor- Bro, that's what I said about Clone Wars, and you're like... <laughs> I don't like the. F- I have to skip the first season. I'm like, it's not. It's serialized. You don't have to like watch it. Nor, yeah, but just the fact that I have to skip the first. No, bro, you got to hook me. And your hook was boring. <laughs> and so, not that great. I hate to admit. It's sorry to ruin everybody. your life, but. Not that great. I finished it. I thought it was pretty good. All right. But Demon Slayer. I liked season one more. Really? Um, I'm not even sure if I liked the movie more. Because I only... Because like, I don't even remember the movie all that much. I would have watched it again, like a second time probably, if you weren't so slow on trying to get your Amazon account back. Because I paid for that movie, Richard. <laughs> I can't get it back is the issue. Bro, just, you got to get in contact with Amazon. But I did. This season was okay. It also moved really fast and maybe could have used more time. Um, but I think it climaxed well. Um. You see a lot more growth from all three of them. Um, maybe not Inosuke, 
Um, but Tanjiro, yes. And Zenitsu, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Or at least yeah. you see him at like the height of his power. Sort of. Maybe it's not the height. Who knows? The height to this point, let's say. That's accurate. Um, and so, I like all of that, but it did kind of get into the some of the territories of why I don't like anime. And I was thinking about this. Like what? Remember when I was saying why I don't like anime? Uh, and I brought up, like, the far too often occurring occurrence of two men who are insanely ripped and powerful facing each other. But, like, one is actually way more powerful. And he dashes around and he's, like, standing behind the person. And you see it all in slow-mo. And you see the person, you hear, start hearing a monologue about, oh, my gosh, he's dashing it's way too fast. And then they spend five minutes on a freaking backstory. And then another five minutes on how fast this person is and how they're not that fast. And, uh, you know, I got to be ready now. And another five minutes on just being ready in that one moment. And I'm like, bro, will you just fight? Like, and they have these awesome fights where, um, What's the Hashira's name? Is it just Yur Yurai Yuri? Yur. Um, I can't remember. I forget. I for, I'm not even sure how it's pronounced. Um, but there's like that scene where him and the demon are just all out battling, and you got blood demon art going everywhere, and you've got um I'm just gonna call him Yuri, I guess. With his double swords, and he's going ham, and there's, like, color flying everywhere. I'm like, bro. Like, I don't want it to all be this, but this is awesome to watch. But it it wasn't all that. It was so much of just that freaking annoying demon. <laughs> and his freaking annoying voice, walking around taunting people, killing no one. It, just kill somebody. You don't have to taunt them. You can walk up to Tanjiro and just give him a little prick with your venom, your poison, and he will die. But that's not the story. Well, then the story is <laughs> freaking made up and dumb. <laughs> like All stories are. Why can't someone important die? And if they're not going to die because it's still too early, you know, it's not that long of a show. Why can't you actually make formidable, non-annoying foes? Somebody important did die in the movie. Rengoku was not important. You barely knew him. <laughs> you knew him for a half an episode in season one in the movie. Not important. It's just not. And he's not the main character. If he was the main character, even, it might have been different. Well, how are you going to kill the main character? How are you going to have a, the rest of your story? I know. Story? That's why I'm saying you got to make the less annoying so I'm not sitting here thinking, 
this is why I hate anime. This is why the bad guys always lose. Like, if you were to do that in a movie, like, your movie would suck. But because it's, they talk in Japanese or something, we look at them like, oh, that's crazy. This is so awesome. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, Jake. And then there's also the whole power level dynamic that makes no sense of just like Tanjiro can't slice this guy's neck but he has to so he does you can't tell me that he can't do it and then have him do it like you need to say I'm not like he can't tear through his this guy's neck then he gets his arm almost cut off and then he can. <laughs> <laughs> it's called willpower, Jake. Bro, it's like, more about it. It's more about an inner struggle with himself that he's telling himself he can't do it because he's not strong enough. And then he says, "Well, I have to be strong enough," and so he does. He goes beyond his own personal limits, Jake. If you watch more anime, you would know that. But I don't need to watch more anime. Because one is enough. <laughs> I'm fine with this one. It's not the same. You gotta watch more. Seven Deadly Sins. It's, it's also... it's all. I am, I am aware. I have seen bits and clips of it. That is a great show. Bro, I remember I walked in one time, and this, this was a freaking <laughs> Bible college, everybody. Bible college. <laughs> and there's this, shall we say, hefty-bosomed woman <laughs> on a table, <laughs> and everyone's just standing around going, her boobs are so big. And I'm like, bro, why are y'all watching this crap? <laughs> just weird, pervy dudes staring at a chick's rack. <laughs> in Bible college this wasn't y'all are supposed to be affirming the Bible and y'all are out here watching this hente crap bro that's not no no okay so, that's soft not the core entirety hente. of the show anyway Demon Slayer season 2 was alright season 1 better based on personal opinion aka the correct opinion <laughs> yeah right um and then lastly i think we can kind of go over top gun maverick here um have you seen the original top gun yes okay i had not and i still haven't but i so uh, Maybe you're not going to want to like, you're probably not going to, you're not going to like what I have to say. I think Top Gun Maverick was much better than the original. Why would I not like that? Because you still haven't seen it yet. So maybe now you'll be disappointed. No, I'm not disappointed at all. I had, I had the, no um, ambitions either before or after seeing Maverick to go see the the original. So the original... 
um, is more just <sighs> the original to me is boring. It's a very slow burn. It's like a two hour long movie that doesn't really get good and exciting until the last 30 minutes. Whereas I feel like Top Gun Maverick was pretty interesting and exciting throughout the movie. Yeah. But that's just me. There is some ridiculousness in Maverick, but... Sorry, I'm sitting here watching... Um, Hannah sent me another video of Isaiah. She's trying to get him to feed a giraffe. <laughs> and it's... Um, also goes about as well as you could expect. But he... I mean, he loves animals. I think he was... He's just kind of... Also scared, scared of them. So Hannah is well, trying to put like a piece of lettuce in his hand. And he's like so excited that he like can't do it. I don't know. It's weird. But it's like Hannah. Sorry to derail off Top Gun Maverick. Hannah took him to. Uh, no, you're good. Hannah took him. They were like shopping at like an outlet mall yesterday. Mm-hmm. He loves dogs. But dogs, you know, move and are loud and, you know, lick. And so, you know, when they come and they start running, he kind of you know, shirks away. You know, when they start licking, he kind of freaks out, thinks it feels funny. <laughs> Not like freak out as in like he's scared, but freaks out as in like giggles. Yeah. Um, Aw. But they found this like life-size stuffed poodle. Mm-hmm. Bro, he was like all over this thing. He was like giving it hugs and like trying to get on its back. And he was like putting his hand in its mouth to try and get it to lick him. Oh. <laughs> like he loves animals. And there was like a stuffed giraffe next to it. So he'd like point up at the giraffe because then he wanted the giraffe. So they'd bring the giraffe down and he'd like touch it. But then he'd go back to the dog. So mm. I think she Hannah was excited to like gonna try and feed like a real animal, like a giraffe. But Right. Yeah, bro. Richard, I hope you have kids someday. Kids are awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for your well wishes, I guess. Yeah. You and Janny gotta gotta hit tie the <laughs> knot and get on it. So Top Gun Maverick. Top, Top Gun Maverick. Well, remind me what you were talking about. Oh, I was just saying that the first one's a really uh, slow burn, and that the second one is a lot more interesting, like throughout. Yeah. There's some stuff that I didn't find so interesting, like him and what's her name, the his former lover. But that just that was really random, honestly. Yeah. Um, she is like the smallest mention in the first movie. She's not in the first movie at all. Um, she is briefly mentioned as a former love interest in the first movie. And she's just like here in the second. Yeah. But she's not like the love interest of the first one. But, and there are, there are some things you kind of have to, 
pause and like scratch your head at to like totally implausible like how you can get on a military base without going through some kind of screening thing like in the beginning he just hops on his bike and drives through but the admiral is coming or whatever and he has to stop and get screened but like maverick can just drive in also somehow he gets in and manages to steal a 30 million dollar military weapon and no one yeah notices yeah so there's some things you gotta like pause and scratch your head at but like other than that yeah like all the training good yeah and i think the tension between him and rooster was really good too yeah like seeing the seeing the tensions and seeing like what all went on they left out one scene that was included in the trailer that i think should have been in the movie and it was about uh it was miles teller acknowledging that uh Tom Cruise's character had gotten his dad killed. Yeah, and which that gets left out. He didn't that mention that in the movie. Completely left out of the movie. Because it's like, it's like weird, because like, that's what Maverick thinks Rooster hates him for at first. And then, because he like verbalizes that. Yeah. That he, and then Then it's all about later, him pulling his papers. It's like that doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because like with Iceman. It's about his dad. And then with What's-Her-Name, it's about the papers. And it's, like, confusing as to which one it is. And it's never resolved. Yeah. But it kind of is because one of the other pilots asks Miles Teller's dad, or Miles Teller, like, hey, what's your problem? The the hangman. With him. And he's like, yeah, and he's like, you know, when I applied, he pulled my papers. And I'm like, really? Like, that's what you're upset at him for? And that's why you're holding a grudge against him? Not because you blame him for your father's death, which would have been a much more believable... <laughs> that would have been a much more believable, and, like, oh, I was thinking, reason. I was thinking about the confrontation where Hangman mentions the, like, Maverick got Rooster's dad killed. Yeah. Which is different than the time when he said he pulled his papers and slowed his career yeah but like that's and that's the issue for me is it's like why like the trailer set it up to be that being the focal point of the conflict so the fact that it wasn't the focal point of the conflict I'm like or we don't even really know what the focal point of a conflict is. And to me, it was all just very confusing. And so I'm like, why Why would you not just, like, stick to your guns with the, you know, you got his, you got my dad killed? Because ultimately, that's the guilt that's eating Maverick up. And that would have built a lot better, like, tension between them if they focused on the fact that Goose had died in the first one. Because, like, that's what Maverick's wrestling with. That's why Maverick cries. That's why Maverick, like, 
sees him and feels a certain type of way, it's not because of the stupid papers. But they kept talking about the papers. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? Like, why would you use this as part of the focal point for why there's so much tension? But, I mean, as far as action movies go, I definitely thought this was, like, right up your alley. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. Is your machine singing to you again? Yeah, it made a little noise and a little chirp. I thought it was going to keep going, but it stopped. Yeah, action-wise, it was up my alley, and I did enjoy the the action, and I enjoyed, yeah. the, I enjoyed the movie as a whole. But that tension thing, I would have preferred if they had been more focused on... His dad dying. Yeah. And the the action as well, um, the sheer practicality of it, I think, merits many awards. Because, um, you know, those are real jets. And those are real pilots in there. The actors aren't pilots, but they're being, you know, flown by pilots. You know, those are real cameras on the planes, you know? Yeah. When you see the two I'm, planes in the air, you know, that's really, that's really a yeah. camera on a plane capturing the planes flying. Like, it's, and it's like you can watch and tell the authenticity of it. Like, this isn't CG. Yeah. I, I bet this will win an Oscar for something. Yeah. Best production It'll definitely design. be nominated. So, as a whole, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm probably never going to watch it again. I mean, maybe, maybe when I get older, if I see it on yeah. TV or something, like I might keep it on. But it's like the actual exciting parts are not the majority of the movie and the exciting parts are really exciting. Um, but yeah, it was a good movie, but it's not something that I'm like, I'm going to watch every single time it's on TV. Okay. I'm going to wrap it here. We're at almost an hour and a half and my computer's on 10%. So, (laughs) Okay. We got to wrap this puppy up, but... Alrighty. Maybe you should watch Thor before we record the next podcast episode. Nah. Because here's here's my thing. Here's what I want to mention that really frustrated me about Thor. As per usual, because it's a Marvel movie and Marvel can't seem to stop, uh, they introduced two characters into the MCU... And for, like, the first time in the past, like, seven movies, I knew these characters. And I've been wanting to see these characters in the MCU since the first Thor movie. Okay, you can just tell me. I don't, I'm not really all that concerned. They introduced Zeus and Hercules. And they completely butchered it, and it made me really mad. Like, as far as characters go? Yes. Fun fact. The guy who plays Roy in Ted Lasso is Hercules. <laughs> and that makes me really mad because he does not fit the part 
of a man who's does built he does he act like Roy but as Hercules? I don't know. He's he's at the. V- <sighs> it's like an end credit scene. Yes. Yeah, so he's in the end credit scene, and it's very brief, but it's definitely Roy from Ted Lasso. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the comics, Hercules, like, rivals Thor in strength. But because of the casting, he does not look like he does. And that makes me frustrated. Mostly because Chris Hemsworth pretty much hopped on steroids in order to look more aesthetic for Thor and to keep his fitness brand going. Mm-hmm. Um, who pl- who plays totally Zeus real quick? Russell Crowe. And he mm. uses the worst Greek accent I've ever heard in my life for no reason at all. Hey, bro, they should have just Hercules? gotten uh, Gerard Butler, bro. Yeah, He's already Hercules? been a Spartan. Not a far Greek to far step to be Greek. Yeah, Hercules had no accent. Zeus had a really terrible Greek accent. And he is kind of flabby. Like, you have to understand, Zeus is almost as powerful, if not more powerful, in the, in, like, in the Marvel comics, than Odin. So, like, they are a similar power level. Yeah. But they turn him into a complete joke in this movie. So here's my thing. Um... I think give him some time. I think there it's probably in his contract he's got to get fit. Like think about Chris Pratt in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. That's bit true. Tubby. Bit tubby. Now you know he's not Thor. You know Chris Hemsworth level. But you know what? He's he's thin. He's fit. He's cut. Give it some time. I think that they'll uh, get what's his name in. In some in shape, I hope they do, um, because if they do, based on how he plays Roy in Ted Lasso, I think he'd be a great fit for Hercules. I just hope they they set him up as the next villain is what they did, and he's not a villain in the comics. He is like a frenemy of Thor, where they always go back and forth about who's stronger, in the comics. Their relationship is similar to Thor and Hulk's in the MCU, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, but we should probably actually end it there. Sorry for the spoilers for Thor, everybody, but I, I don't even, I don't, I don't care all that personally, but. To be fair, I didn't ruin, like, the plot of the movie. Yeah. That's just some stuff that kind of happens, but. Um. Yeah, so go check out some of all these movies that we liked. Um, maybe except The Northman, which I never thought I would say. But uh, Until next week, um, I don't know exactly know what I'm going to watch. Um, I'm probably going to start Better Call Saul Season 2, and I'm going to... Or not Season 2, Season 5. Um, and I'm probably going to regret having watched Demon Slayer over it. And then, gosh, I might pick a movie to watch. I don't know what yet. I'll have to check 
what all all of my available options because i had to buy a month of premium peacock to watch the northman so i got that mm. i got disney plus i got um netflix um till the end of the month so that's what i'm gonna watch better call saul on is netflix so mm. and thermine romine novi or whatever i'll pass Dang it. Anyway, uh, peace out, everybody. Thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for joining us.